From right here in the beautiful Flathead Valley, I'm Micah Drew, and this is the Flathead Vegan Podcast for Wednesday, November 10th. Each year, the Flathead Beacon gets to work with a bright young student intern from the University of Pennsylvania, part of a program our owner, Mori Povich, began with his alma mater. Last summer, we were unable to bring an intern out, but this year, we were joined by the recently graduated Sky Lucas. Following her initial three months at the Beacon, Sky stayed on to work with us through the fall and will be leaving the newsroom at the end of this week. Sky joined me in the podcast studio to talk about her time in Montana, a few of her favorite stories to work on the past couple months, and what she thought of being a fully-fledged reporter in the newsroom. But before we get to that conversation, another reminder that this episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is made possible in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Members get some extra perks too, so if you want to find out more or join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. Now, let's welcome Sky to the Flathead Beacon podcast for the last time, at least in the foreseeable future. All right, Sky, thank you for joining me up in the podcast studio one more time before you take off. Thank you for having me. So, Sky, you came to Kalispell to join the Beacon as an intern at the beginning of the summer, and you've ended up staying several months longer than you initially thought you would as a fully-fledged staff writer. Uh, let's start with that uh, transition. What made you want to stick around and hang out with us other than uh, just getting the offer to? Oh, well, I was just having too much fun in the newsroom. Um, I loved reporting on all the happenings in the Valley. Growing up in New York City, you know, I never knew my neighbors or there was no such thing as locals or familiar faces. Um, And so I really cherished that and I wanted more of it. Well, you've gotten the chance to write a bunch of stories over the last couple months, and you've gotten to write for the magazine. Are there a couple stories that stick out to you, either for being really fun to report on, fun to write, or good feedback you've gotten? Absolutely. I would say one of my favorite stories was my feature, uh, Fellowship of Fire, which was by chance walking uh, down the streets of Whitefish um, when I stumbled upon a bunch of FDNY firefighters. And I learned just by conversing with them that they were in town um, in the Flathead Valley as part of a ongoing collaboration with uh, the DNRC since uh, 9-11. And Mm. so it was, you know, two worlds colliding on the corner of Main Street. You have been kind of known to some of us for doing uh, some true journalistic work and getting a lot of your story ideas by walking around and talking to people on the street. Tell me a little bit more about some of the other leads you've gotten that way. Yes. Another lead was um, my story on ivermectin sales increase in, um, at local feed and livestock shops. That just came about speaking you know, to locals um, at the Great Northern or the palace, um, just about, uh, you know, all this talk with COVID and, you know, people mentioning this, uh, therapeutic form of therapy for COVID. And that prompted my curiosity to suss out what was going on mm-hmm. at these shops that sold ivermectin. Could they attest to this phenomena that was happening around the country as well? 
Well, in addition to all the work that you've done uh, as an East Coast transplant for the summer, you've really made the most of your time out west. You've been able to travel around and see the different towns and cities, and you just got back from Canada. Talk to me a little bit about just getting to live in western Montana for a little bit and some of your favorite things. I will say it was high stakes um, (laughs) moving out west. I knew no one in the Flathead. I'd never been to the Flathead before. I'd never been to Montana before. And it's been a blast. It's really been just joy from the start until now, working alongside such smart and passionate individuals who love to tell stories. And I love telling stories. Um, I haven't had that chance to be in an environment like that before. And yeah, just I found those wide open spaces. um, And I'm going to miss everyone at the beacon. I've learned a ton from uh, the triumvirate of uh, Kellen, Myers, and Tristan Mm -hmm. um, all through their edits, um, you know, walking me through how to, um, you know, write a lead or a more uh, grasping lead. Um, You know, even with you, Micah, whether it's just turning to you and asking you to describe, you know, how to, when you're writing another story on something you've covered before, how to rework um, introducing that subject again to your readers. It's It's been wonderful. I'm really grateful and I'm excited for the next Penn student who comes out West. So I have to give a shout out to the Kelly Writers House again, because none of this would be possible without <laughs> Mango Reynolds or Maury Povich for that fact, of course. Um, so thank you, Maury, for treating us students to such an experience of a lifetime. Well, we've been very glad and happy to have you in the newsroom, even uh, though you tried to kill uh, my desk plant. On accident. On accident, but we'll forgive you for that. (laughs) You are sticking around out west, though. You are heading south to go to Colorado for the winter to be a ski bum. Uh, What are your, or just a bum, I don't know if we're going (laughs) to get you skiing, but what are your hopes for the next couple months, and when might we expect to see you in the journalism world again? Hmm. Very good question. I'm figuring that out as I go. Um, What I do hope is that I will be welcomed with the same kindness that I was welcomed with here. And I think moving to um, Colorado and I'll be working in hospitality. So again, it, it, you know, similar to journalism, it's a lot of interaction and it's very communication heavy. Um, So I'll keep refining those skills and, you know, hopefully I can do a freelance here and there and see and learn more about the happenings in the, I believe it's the Roaring Fork Valley where I'm headed. Do you think you'll end up uh, writing full-time again in the future or at least part-time? I think so. I kind of have the bug now. Um, (laughs) I've really been able to practice this skill. And I know once I leave the office, I'm going to be hungry again for that environment where I'm writing on deadline and I have to, you know, find my sources and, you know, stories are everywhere and we have two ears. So I'm plugged Mm -hmm. into what's happening and um, helping people share their um, stories or testimonies. Would you have it? Well, Sky, all of us uh, at The Beacon have been so grateful for all the work that you've done. You've been so fun to have in the newsroom, and I'm really excited to keep following your career and see what happens. Thanks. You too, Micah. 
Up Sky is going to be greatly missed by all of us here at the Flathead Beacon, and I'm sure by all of the readers around the Flathead Valley. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 10 p.m. Tuesday, November 9th. Glacier National Park Superintendent Jeff Mao is set to retire after an eight-year tenure during which he negotiated challenges of dizzying complexity. Mao worked through a range of difficulties as superintendent, including the rebuilding of the historic Sperry Chalet in the aftermath of a destructive wildfire, and working alongside Blackfeet leaders to buffer vulnerable tribal members from the threats of the pandemic last summer. This most recent summer was uncharted territory for Glacier, which for the first time in its 111-year history adopted a ticketed entry system for motorists along the Going to the Sun Road in an effort to relieve congestion, but it was a summer that Mao observed from afar after he assumed a temporary position overseeing the National Park Service's Alaska region. Further up north, residents of border towns such as Eureka in Lincoln County have patiently waited to see their Canadian neighbors for the last 19 months. As of November 8th, the U.S.-Canadian border finally reopened to non-essential travelers with a few conditions in place. Those entering the U.S. must be vaccinated. While a negative COVID test is not required to cross the border into the U.S., the same does not apply when returning to Canada. That country requires a negative PCR test taken within 72 hours of border crossing in order to enter the country for anyone five years of age or older. Today's podcast guest, Sky, spent her weekend visiting Canada and said the process of crossing in both directions was pretty seamless after she had her test results and vaccine card in hand. The fall issue of Flathead Living Magazine has a short guide to some day trips to our northern neighbor if you're interested in heading north. The University of Montana soccer team won its second Big Sky Conference title in seven months on Sunday, giving the Grizz their 13th win of the season, the most in school history since 2000. The Grizz were also champions in the spring season, which was delayed from fall 2020 because of the pandemic. The Grizz soccer team has now won the Big Sky tournament titles in 2018, spring and fall of 2021, as well as winning regular season titles in 2019 and the spring of 2021. The Grizz now advance to the NCAA tournament where they will face Washington State in the first round. That is all we have for this week. If you haven't yet, be sure to pick up the latest edition of the Flathead Beacon on stands throughout Northwest Montana now. This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week.